Where have we been, Sarah? Um, trying to find ourselves again, I think. I know. It was really rough at the end of our last episode that we tried to do. <laughs> so we recorded an episode that we had to trash. And why did we have to? So after we recorded it, both you and I looked at each other and we said, that was so good. Yeah, right? we thought it was amazing. We thought we did such a good job. We were so silly and after re-listening to it decided this sounds like two old crotchety burnt out like mean nurses that shouldn't be on any kind of platform talking to other nurses to cause inspiration we weren't great no we we weren't even a little bit great it was a clear view into how we were just feeling about our jobs, the state of the world, patients in general, and how we were just so morally, ethically burnt out from the last year and a half. So we took the time to do a little self-reflection yeah, and know, like, step back. Why are we feeling this way? Why are we feeling this way at the same time in the state of the world that we're in, right? Yeah. And we... It, We ended up deciding, and I know we weren't super communicative with you guys and our audience, and it was because we just needed to step away. We needed to take time away to, one, fix ourselves, get back to who we are, but at the same time, Angela and I needed to be friends again and love each other and celebrate the year that we had gone through and how much we had accomplished with both the podcast and in nursing. Right. But it was just, you know, I think it's important that we all step away every now and again and just recollect ourselves, get back to who we are, get back to what it is we enjoy and we love. And we just wanted to put this out to tell everybody we're sorry, but we're also not sorry. I don't feel sorry. (laughs) We needed some time. I feel refreshed. Yeah, I feel way refreshed. I'm feeling much better talking to you guys now than I did before. Well, that was the time. So it was in later spring, right? In May, I would say, Mm -hmm. when COVID was better. Yeah. COVID was looking so much better. And we still had patience, but... Um, it now became, we were back to business as usual in the regular floor that we were working on. And it turned into every single, um, eye was on us. Every auditor was on us. Everything was, you know, micromanaged. We were feeling a little bit like there was the heat and it was this tense feeling where you go from fighting and doing everything you can to survive for yourself and for your patients to, okay, um, your nail polish is a little chipped today. Maybe you need to go talk to the infectious control nurse and see what the rules and the policy is. That was where we were at. And it was like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it. And so I was at the brinking brinking point. (laughs) Breaking point. (laughs) (laughs) On the brink of breaking. (laughs) Yeah, it... uh... In that episode that Angela and I actually decided to trash, um, we had kind of talked about how we were treading water for the last year, couldn't keep our head up just to get air, and then all of a sudden vaccines rolled out and 
our COVID numbers dropped. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, business is normal again. Mm -hmm. Go back to being an ICU nurse and caring for these patients. And there was a part of us that was like, wait, hold on. Are we going to talk about the last year? Like Mm -hmm. what we just went through and everything that we saw and all the death that we had to take in. Like where – it's not that we need recognition. It's that we just – can we have a conversation about it? (laughs) There was no no conversation. There was no conversation. There was No transition. Yeah. And that I think was the hardest part. And that's why Angela and I were so stressed and just upset about like how dare you talk to me about my nail polish being chipped or how dare you – audit me for one stupid care plan like do you know what I did the last year or like you know how many lives I attempted to save like okay you can get on me about that but where were you the last year and it was it was a really rough transition for us and you we now looking back obviously see that it was a problem and that we were facing a problem but we just weren't self-aware enough to see it in the moment no (laughs) no not at all until we listened to that episode and I was like "Ooh, I don't like how I sound I don't like the vibes I'm giving off yeah no it was it was bad that's not us yeah not at all so here we are we took some time off from the podcast we've been traveling we've been eating and drinking and swimming and sunning and just living our best life as safely as we can. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's still obviously this like gloomy topic behind the corner over there that we just don't want to expose anymore. We're done. I feel like I've paid my time. (laughs) Done. I paid my dues. I paid my dues. It's so true. And it's again with this like transitional period of like going back to normal. Like, are you feeling a little guilty when you do travel? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So Angela and I went to Vegas. We decided, like, screw it. We're going to go drink our faces off and, like, be cute and not in scrubs for once. And it was just, like, we wanted to go out and be at the pool and unmasked and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then we both came home kind of, like, guilty. Like, wait, oh, should I we have not so traveled? dirty. Well, I was thinking about sitting at the poker tables and sitting at the blackjack tables, touching those cards, touching yeah. those chips, and then just drinking without any hand sanitizer anywhere nearby. <laughs> I mean, what uh, what a reckless... <laughs> We're reckless. reckless. How irresponsible. Buffoons. And plus, I lost all my money. So um, there's, there's reason to feel guilty yeah. <laughs> sitting there for so many hours. But... Um, yeah, that was – Vegas probably like the epicenter of germs of the world. But, hey, we made it. We didn't catch anything. Yeah. And, I mean – Hopefully. <laughs> so I want to know what other hospitals are doing to transition their stuff from the battleground to, say, into business as usual. What are we doing? Is there a – Uh, staff meeting that they're kind of asking people to vent and tell their stories and share their feelings because we all know that everything has to go back to normal at some point as far as um, the rules and the regulations with all of these agencies that are overlooking and overseeing patient care. We know everything has to be safe. Everything has to be in the up and up. It is about the powers that be above the hospital administration. So we're not complaining that, yes, we have to have this consent signed by this day and this da 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 and we have to have this box checked on our chart. We know that these things exist and we have to hit those standards but to go from um i don't know wild west style 
to back to very strict, regimented, overseeing us like with all sorts of power and punishment, it's it was a little irritating. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt irritated. I felt like get off like pesked. It was, you're pesky, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Or you're being like like nitpicking every single thing I do. Yes, and that yeah, you begin to feel like, am I just not good enough? Am I like? Am I not doing a good job? Have I not done a good job this last year? That's how I started feeling personally. This is my own opinion. But like as I was getting audited left and right, I was like, uh, can I at least get a good job yeah. last year? I know. <laughs> like, oh my God. What happened to our hero board? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the we love healthcare heroes? What I think is my own little side note is all the people that were working from home in the hospital for the last year are now back mm-hmm. and they're with their blazers and their high heels and they're walking around with a clipboard trying to justify that they're in-house and just they weren't there to witness the chaos you know they weren't there so they're working from home getting it from a, a secondhand point of view just like everybody else in the world and then walking in seeing it feel normal right mm-hmm. we look we look okay yeah. behind those masks you know, we do. But do we? Because I feel like uh, the the feeling in the hospital, especially when you see certain people or you even talk about COVID, you see the change in people's eyes. Like the people who have worked it, mm-hmm. you you feel the change. You, you know that they're struggling with things. And it, I think that comes down to having the conversation. Like I took a class just recently, um, like two and a half weeks ago. It was a trauma core class. And we just happened to be talking about mental health and, um, you know, after code situations or bad traumas in the ER, if the staff gets debriefed or not, or if they talk about it or, you know, things like that. And everybody in the ER said, no, we've never gotten a debrief. Never. Never. And I was like, did you, do you guys run it? Do the physicians run it? Now I'm asking because I don't, we don't work in ER. We work in ICU and we see just as many horrible, sad cases, but I would say that they probably see more. Oh, absolutely. And it was sad for there to just be utter silence. And I was like, see, this is a problem. This is a problem that we're not having conversations about these types of things. And then we're taking it home. We're burning out and people are leaving the field. I mean, right now, the big talk is people are leaving healthcare in like droves in droves people are bailing because it's a lot that you take on and it does begin to affect you personally and that's where you know mental health is such a big thing I know I talk about mental health all the time but really I mean we just faced it right for the last couple months being so burnt out we were like we need a break we cannot be talking and inspiring people if our mental health isn't where it needs to be Right. So I, yeah, that's exactly how I felt was I'm not happy right now in my profession. Mm-hmm. And here we have, we have created this platform to inspire and just make bonds with our fellow nurses and kind of make them feel what we're feeling. And I don't want them, our listeners, to feel what I was feeling. Yeah, It wasn't a good feeling. But it's like a, it was also kind of a, we relate to you. And if you're feeling this way, we get it because we feel the same way. So it is kind of a – it's nice to know other people are feeling as horrible as we have been feeling the last, 
you know, year or so. But at the same time, we should not be speaking on this platform and trying to inspire you if we're feeling horrible inside as well. Right. So now I can come out from the other end and say, wow, that was a really dark place. But in the moment, I didn't realize where I was and I was just saying negative things. Yeah. And it it came off really disturbing to me. And that's what – I'm actually so appreciative of this podcast, listening back to the things that come out of my mouth, was sometimes I'm not that self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, my, my goodness. Like I need, to, I need to address this. This is kind of therapy for me to, to put a mirror in front of me and know – how to process and what to do next. Yeah. So for my, for me, and you and I had this conversation, Sarah, was I think we need a break. We're feeling burnt out. We're not feeling inspired. We're not feeling creative. Um, it's, it's not a good tone to put out there right now. So let's just enjoy life for a little while. Summer is here and, you know, good, t- good things, nothing but good things on the horizon yeah. as far as the last year and a half, what we've been seeing. So that's what we did. That's what we did. And it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> we may have drank a little too much, but it was the best and I we know. needed it. And we hope that you guys are doing it too. Like take a freaking break, go on a vacation. If mm-hmm. you've worked COVID for the last year, you need it. Yeah. Take the time off. Use your PTO. Like get out of the hospital and clear your mind. The last episode that we aired was when I went to Atlanta. Remember my first airplane trip mm-hmm. since the pandemic and my complete anxiety attack. Like that tells you my headspace the week before the bad episode that we had to scratch. Um, I was not okay traveling in this pandemic on the end of even though like it was just too much overstimulation coming out into the world, going out into an airport getting in Ubers again, like eating in restaurants. In California, we didn't do that. Yeah. And so it was – everything was just a little too much mingling. And then Vegas. <laughs> and you went to Nashville. I did. I I got super crazy. <laughs> I went into Nashville. And it was the best time of my life, and I wish I could move there. Ugh. I know. That's a, my, one of my favorite cities. Oh, my God. If we have any Tennessee nurses that listen, like – Oh my God, you are so lucky. We'll come visit you. We'll come visit you for Invite sure. Invite us. Please. Oh, I love it out there. We like little bars. We like live music. Oh God, it was so good. <laughs> so oh. fun. But yeah, I was crazy and unmasked and dancing and drunk and like a hot mess. Hot mess express, but I didn't even care. <laughs> and yet here you are, healthy. Healthy, yeah. Yay. What a, what a new world. So I want to take this moment to apologize to you guys because we were not forthcoming we were not super open about where we were mentally and we kind of just dropped the podcast without any notice and didn't communicate it effectively and ended up we just didn't I think Angela and I can both agree we were just in a place where we didn't even know what we wanted from the podcast where we were going with it um, and how to like communicate that with you guys. It was we were in a weird place. And with life changing so fast, we were at a point where we were not able to keep up with the demands. And we were kind of starting to get to the place of putting out episodes just to have an episode as opposed to having it be a meaningful topic, something that someone can learn from us can appreciate and relate to Mm -hmm. us, which is what our goal was for this entire podcast 
from the beginning. Right. Like our, our goal has always been to give you guys the content that you deserve, that you will want to listen to on your drive to work or your drive home. Like to have people or other nurses that you relate to and that you can feel inspired by when you do leave those horrible bad shifts. And just know like we're a camaraderie. And we're here to share those moments, those hard moments with you. And we're human. So sometimes we just needed a break. (laughs) Absolutely. A hundred percent needed a break. One of the interesting things that we've decided about the podcast is instead of doing a weekly thing, we're going to do seasons. Yep. Which I wanted to do since the beginning. Well, trial and error. (laughs) (laughs) We're figuring it out as we go. Um, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of time commitment, and it's a really, really fun project for us to do, and it's really brought us close together. Um, but we also need to not have it be an endless uh, job that's we don't have like a, okay, check that box, take a break, and then come back when we reestablish a new um, ideas for a season. So I think that's a better way to go. Absolutely, yeah. I think so. So I think from here on forward, um, we're probably going to be doing, you know, so many episodes and then we'll wrap it for a season and take a couple months off just to refuel and yeah. come up with good topics and new insightful things that we can talk about to keep you guys happy and to keep you guys entertained and just give us those t- those moments and the, that time to really recollect ourselves and and, our and the time to research it totally right what Fact we found check. what we found with these most recent episodes that we did we need a lot of research and it's a lot of reading and highlighting and putting it into outline form so that we can present it to you guys yeah. And so that's what we want to better do. And instead of just wing it, because, you know, I, oh my God, so many times I listen back and I'm like, oh my gosh, Angela, that's not the right, you said the wrong thing. <laughs> and you can't just scrap the whole episode because you say the wrong thing once, right. you know, you just have to be like, I hope nobody notices. And if they do notice, like, don't at me. <laughs> oh my God. You did fine. And we've done fine. Remember when I recapped that murder and I said, oh, this new show on Netflix, on Netflix, on Netflix. Well, it was on Hulu. <laughs> Didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. You're human. You're human. You're allowed to make mistakes. We're allowed to make mistakes. But whatever. Okay. So a little positive story. Just to kind of get rid of this like negative connotation we've kind of had with what we've been saying. I recently had a very young open heart patient and I feel like I had personally been battling like a feeling that I was not making a difference anymore. And that was why I, I, I was like, I'm going to leave nursing. I just, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I need to get out of healthcare or at least I need to get out of ICU and go somewhere else. Like I had actually applied into cath lab. I had applied into registry. I had considered many different options to get myself out of ICU because I knew that I wasn't in a good place mentally. Anyway, so I get this open heart who's very, very young and he comes out and he was like one of the fastest extubations I've ever done post open heart. And he was a cabbage times like three or four or something like that. And I extubated him and I brought his wife in and we're talking And as I'm like kind of caught in my normal routine of, you know, titrating meds and documenting and marking the chest tube and blood sugars and da-da-da-da-da, 
he reaches over to me and he goes, Sarah. And I was like, what? And caught my attention. And he starts crying. And he goes, I didn't think I was going to make it. Thank you for saving me. My eyes got so teary. Like, I'm getting teary just thinking about it. Um, My eyes got so teary. His wife started crying. And she was like, I don't think you realize we were so worried about him. Yeah. We honestly didn't know if he was going to make it through. And it was that moment of like, oh, my God, I do make a difference in yeah. people's lives. And like sometimes I feel like the the universe or the world or whatever, they throw things at you like that, those moments to remind you why yeah. you are where you are. And I'm totally guilty of getting caught up in routine especially in ICU, like it's very easy to get caught up in routine, right? Yes, you yes. feed, turn, give meds, push meds, titrate, da, 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 da. And it, it just, it was that moment of like pure humanity to be like, oh my God, I'm a nurse and I help heal people. And that is why I'm here. See, I think this is a really great message to remind people in general to give feedback, whether it be, we always always want to give the negative feedback if we're irritated with like the food is cold or this didn't taste good or this was late or this took too long or I didn't get seen this fast. But when it comes to feeling good, pass that on. Give good feedback. Tell your nurses, tell your doctors, tell your servers, tell everybody who does anything for you if they've made you feel good. Yeah. Honestly, nurses, we've the majority of the nurses you're going to come across, we're in a dark place right now or have been or we're getting through something like just positive reinforcement and yeah. just the little, the smallest compliment can mean the world to us. It can. Like, and I realized that after he told me that and was crying and it was so sincere. I was like, oh, oh, thank you. needed you. that. I needed it so bad. Yeah. I needed it. And I know I, I said earlier your love language might be words, words of, of affirmation. affirmation. Totally. Mine is too. Yeah. I need, and I'm realizing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need a lot of reinforcement. Like I need a lot of um, positive. You're doing a great job. Accolades. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is that, our, is that our generation? Like everybody Probably. gets a trophy kind of thing? Maybe. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure. But when you try really, really hard and you really want to make a difference and that's why we go into this um, this unit in general. In ICU, you really feel like I can help these people and sometimes you can't and you're like, oh, what am I doing wrong? So you need to know when you're doing things right. Even if you're doing everything right and they still go bad, it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard on our personalities because we really don't expect to be, you feel a little like a little failure Yeah. if someone dies. Yeah. People die and that's just natural and that's normal. But it's devastating Yeah. when you try so hard. Like yesterday, one of our nurses, she did everything she could. She stood in the room with the intensivist doing procedure, doing lines, doing all sorts of life-sustaining treatment for this patient, and he ended up dying 12 hours later. Ugh. And she was deflated when she came into work uh, this morning saying, oh my God, I put so much energy. I put so much effort. I really thought he would pull through. I really thought he would be alive to have his family, you know, fly in and see him live far away. And he died and she was heartbroken over it. And it's like, well, you know what? That's just what was meant to be, honestly. And you did everything you could, 
but I felt bad for her, mm-hmm. you know? And so then I stopped and I had to give her like, you were amazing. You know, you gave him the extra 12 hours so that all of the people that were local were able to be there with him. He didn't die alone. Don't worry. Like he, he was in good hands. Yeah. You know, not every nurse would have been able to do, to have that time with him to do everything that she did. Yeah. So it was, it's everywhere. And you know, and talking about this and verbalizing it now as we are, it totally wraps around to this going through COVID and going back to normalcy and this transitional period of like not having that conversation, not giving, not getting the accolade that we feel like we deserve. Like I see why we burnt out and we're so in a bad place. It's like, can we, can you just pat us on the back (laughs) and like say, Hey, you guys went through hell and I'm really proud of all of you. Because I'd probably feel a lot better. Yeah. And also, given the fact that so many of our COVID patients were futile and they were a lot of work, we put in so much time, energy, emotions, feelings, connections into these people that died ultimately after everything has been exhausted. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, was really, really hard on us, on our morale, on our work ethic, because as I remember saying, nothing works. Why are we even bothering? Why are we giving this? It doesn't work. Why are we doing this? It doesn't work. They're going to die. I said that one time. I was like, they're dying. That's it. And what am I, why am I thinking that? Because it's been reinforced time after time after time after time. But then we have those like two that we did everything for. And then we busted ourselves and then they walked out of there. Yes. So it's like, okay, this is why we do it. Yes. <laughs> they are the reason. There is reason. So even if we can save one out of 20 that are on the ventilator, then we saved one. Yeah. And thank God. A hundred percent. That's a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of work, but when they pull through, (sighs) oh, best feeling ever. Makes our job so worth it. So words of affirmation, accolades, tell us we're pretty, all of the things. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Angela she's pretty. I'll get awkward. (laughs) But positive reinforcement, please. Oh, we need it. My favorite in Vegas, when we were all dressed, I think about Vegas dresses, okay? Think about the things that you would wear in Vegas that you would never wear anywhere else in the world. Yeah. That's what we were wearing. And Sarah was in this like tight bandage dress. Bondage? Bandage? What is it? Bondage? No, is definitely it- not bondage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know the terms. But it's very tight dress and low cut. And we were um, watching one of our friends play poker and she was sitting next to this guy that was a professional poker player giving her tips, right? And then he turns around and he sees Sarah and then he just is staring at her chest. And she goes, hey, my eyes are up here. And she just does that like two finger pointer to her eyes. And he's just like, oh, like this. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, by the way. I'm such an asshole. I mean, I was like, but you're wearing like, then I turned into this like, what do you expect for to happen? Look what you're wearing. <laughs> True. <laughs> Look, but don't touch. But you can be a little less, less obvious. I agree. That, to me, it's disrespectful. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm in this. No, his eyes like bugged out of his head. <laughs> he was speechless. His tongue was out. Like it was a whole, uh, <laughs> he had a very visceral moment with, with that dress. And it was pretty great, your response. And he was just like, can't talk to her anymore and just turned around like that. I was like, well, you weren't talking. 
creep. I'm like weird, <laughs> weird feminist, but like not feminist where I'm like, I can look sexy if I want, but bitch, don't treat me like an object. <laughs> like, I don't know. It makes absolutely no sense, but treat me with respect, but like, don't, don't give me attention, but give me attention. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I was like, you can look at me though. Yeah. <laughs> You can look at me. like, please look at me. And I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm in like bright orange. <laughs> Trying not to blend. <laughs> oh, we're so different. Oh, we're so different. <laughs> okay. So I want to hear what everyone else is going through in their hospital. What are people doing to transition from the COVID nightmare into business as usual? Are you having the conversations? Are Is management giving you debriefings, offering these things with social workers or any other support that is available? Um, also, since we did mention that we are planning on doing seasons, that means we're going to have to do a, a very good topic every episode. Yes. So we're going to do our own diving into that and researching, but we also want to know what people want to hear. What do you want to discuss? Message us, let us know, follow us on Instagram at Crash Carts and Cocktails. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Don't forget to review it. Just review it. Please Take the time. Us. Oh my gosh. We need we need reviews, people. And you know what? Don't review if you're not gonna give us five stars. Give us five stars. It is free <laughs> and it's optional. So go ahead and just five star it. Don't give us a two star. Just don't listen if you want a two star. <laughs> I think we got like two two star reviews. Yeah, we have. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not cool with it. It's okay. It happens. It's all right. People five are, stars. People are allowed to pass judgment. It's okay. We want honest reviews. We want five stars. Okay. Okay. Angela wants five stars. Five <laughs> stars is fine. Yes. And thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We will be bringing you so much good content here soon. Um, just give us a little more time to kind of get our gears rolling here. Yes. Thanks for being patient and thanks for being and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time. Until next time. Bye.